it's that time again. If you're a real estate agent and you're looking to finally build a business that creates consistent cash flow, but you're concerned about all the market disruptions, relax. You found your safe haven to learn the secret to success. List, you last. Welcome to this week's podcast. Hey, welcome everybody. Bob Mangold, also known as The Listing Coach, with episode eight of the If You List Your Last podcast. Now, thanks again to all of you for listening, downloading, and sharing the podcast. Today, we're going to talk about why people are holding off from selling their home and the economics between owning and renting. As always, if you want to share your thoughts on any of the discussions I have on the podcast, jump on over to Facebook and join the Real Estate Asset Advisors group where you can share your thoughts, good or bad. And I also encourage you to jump on my biweekly calls, the Elevate Business Briefing calls, every other Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Now you can register at www.elevatebusinessbriefings.com. That's pluralbriefings.com. And finally, you can always download a pre-release version of my book at ifyoulistyoulast.com. So buckle up. We've got a lot to cover today. So let's get started with this week's show. And I want to give you full disclosure. I'm going to edit into this a video that I did about four months ago uh, where I actually took a real life client and broke down their finances and helped you overcome or at least understand the economy of why people don't want to give up their interest rate, but why in many cases it's in their best interest to do it because of their blended rate. So I'm going to put that in at the beginning and then I am going to come along and I'm going to share with you some dollars and cents on why it makes sense for owning instead of renting. There's so many people that don't want to take and buy a house right now, or they're hesitant on buying because it's more expensive. And if we understand the economics, and that's really what the real estate asset advisor group is about, teaching agents how to take and understand the real economics of real estate so that they can better explain it to their clients so that they'll get off the clock and get moving, sell their house and move on up. So here we go. The number one thing holding back people putting their home on the market is going, hey, I don't want to sell my house and I got to give up my 3% interest rate. But what do you say to that and how do we deal with it? So I want to give you an actual real life scenario of a real life client that we have going right now and what we showed them. So here's, let's just roll with that. And then I can walk you through this exactly how it works. So their current home value is worth 585,000. They owe 280,190 on it. But they've got a HELOC for $14,400. Their cost to sell, we put in at 6%. And then after selling that property, they'll have $255,310 in equity. That's what they wanted to put down on a new house. What does that look like? Before we do that, we've also got to look at their other monthly debt payments. They have a mortgage payment that obviously will go away when they sell it at $1448. They have an $81 a month HELOC payment. They have three car loans of $1,486 a month with a $63,000 balance on them. They have credit cards of just under $15,000 with a $445 a month minimum payment. If you take their monthly obligations all together, it's $3,460. Now, also owe $92,587 in other debt, right? So they have the mortgage into that. That's just their HELOC credit cards and car payments. So they got $93,000 in debt. They go and buy the $750,000 home that they want to buy. Their down payment, instead of taking $255,000, they take one hundred and sixty. 
and they put that down as a down payment on the property. Then they take and pay off all the other credit, the $93,000 in credit. So their new loan balance would be $590,000. Closing costs about $12,000. Their new monthly payment, I calculated at six and three quarters. And I did just P&I, not taxes and insurance, because they have the same on their other house. So their new payment would be $3,827 a month on their 750 house. So the difference in their monthly cash flow from what they're paying now, rent payment, all the other debt, it's $360 a month more. So the mortgage payment is $360 a month, more expensive than their lower price. They're like three or three and a half percent interest rate mortgage they have now, plus all that other debt. So the reality of it is they can get into their $750,000 dream house and only goes up $360 a month. But this is where becoming an, an real estate asset advisor comes in because you have to look at the difference in the tax deduction they get. So the difference in the monthly mortgage interest tax difference, right? They're paying more in interest because they've got a higher loan balance. And remember, all those credit card car payments, things like that was not tax deductible interest. So the reality of it is having this higher mortgage payment, they say $523.38 a month in taxes, which means they actually, by selling this house, paying off all that other debt and buying a more expensive house at a higher interest rate, no question, they actually have an extra $163.38 a month in total cash flow. So they can get the house of their dreams and they've got an extra $163 a month after the tax break. And remember, as interest rates go down, they'll always be able to take and refinance that loan. Now, there's also other loan programs that we could put them into that as long as they put 20% down, which in this case they would, we could show them how to get this house paid off in about eight years with no change to how they live their life right now. So for us, it's really a function of being able to sit down with a potential client and look at the big picture. They really want to move, but while they're worried about their three or three and a half percent interest rate going, oh my God, I'm going to basically double that. That'll kill me in terms of total cost. Reality of it is when you simply reallocate the debt and instead of putting as big of a down payment down, you simply pay off all that other debt. All that other debt was not tax deductible. Their new mortgage is completely tax deductible and they end up with more cash flow. This is something that can help you if you break this down and explain it for people when they're thinking about selling, but you hear that answer, oh my gosh, I would never sell and give up my three or three and a half percent interest rate you need to look at the big picture form. So I hope that helps. Hopefully it helps you get some more listings and for certain to have more conversations. We'll talk to you soon. All right, so that was a really good overview of a live customer and how their total credit picture worked into them being able to take and sell their house, even though they'd get a higher rate and be able to take and get the house that they actually wanted. And you can see what we can do for them in terms of cash flow. All right, so our next topic is the rent versus own analysis. Now I'm going to give you some data that I took in August of 2023 from realtor.com. And I want to break it down mostly because there's just been so much chatter as we end 2020, 2023, and it's still housing affordability is a huge issue and, and make no mistake. It is right. When interest rates go from 3% to um, today, about six and a half percent, that's still a big haul, even though two months ago was eight and a half percent. So we've certainly seen improvement but it still makes the house less affordable than it did when interest rates were 3%. It's just common sense. But the problem is that we have to understand the math between owning real estate 
and why, in fact, we truly do need to take and help guide and educate our clients. So this is a report from Realtor.com, and I want to give you the highlights of this where you need to understand that they omitted the following information from their calculation. They simply, in there, they simply took current rental rates in a market versus what the mortgage payment would be and said, yep, it's more expensive. It border, it's borderline fraud for what they did. Now, this is from Realtor.com. It bears the namesake of real estate agents, but here are the four things that they didn't include in this study. Price appreciation, tax breaks, mortgage pay, pay down, and at the end of the mortgage, they actually own an asset. They have equity. If you rent, you have none of those things. And so what I want to do is I want to break this down for you so that you can explain this to a client. And so I'm going to give you a bunch of numbers. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll be able to see all this. And if you want to watch the podcast, go to YouTube, the Real Estate Asset Advisors Group, and become a member of that. But the question that I would ask first is, well, why would Realtor.com do that? Why would they put out a study that says it's cheaper to rent than it is to own? There has to be a motivation. What is that motivation? So if you don't know, Realtor.com is owned by News Corp, Fox News Corp. And this is just what you're seeing on the screen are the top hedge funds that own Realtor uh, News Corp, the Vanguard Group, T. Rowe Price, Price. And you can see the percentage. The Vanguard Group owns 14.9% of News Corp. You go, okay, big deal. No, it's deeper than that. You have to understand that BlackRock and or Vanguard are the, are the three largest institutional investors for 505, 505 out of the 505 S&P 500. They own 100% of every one of the stocks in the S&P 500, and they're the largest institutional investors in all of them. One or the other is the single largest institutional investor in 422 of these 84%. And again, if you're watching on the screen, you can see the percentages. And you go, Bob, what does this have to do with real estate? I get that, but hang on, work with me for a minute. I always tell people, when you wanna know the real answer to something, follow the money. So then you go, who are the top 10 owners of Meta? It's Vanguard, it's Black BlackRock, and you don't see State Street on here. The three largest hedge funds asset managers are Vanguard, BlackRock, and State Street. But you got to understand, why are we taking and posing these things or, or posting this stuff on Facebook? What does Facebook have to do with it? Guys, it's pretty simple. Who was the largest shareholder of Twitter before Elon Musk? Well, it was Vanguard Group. The point of this is that they control social media and the media. They're the largest investors in them. And you go, okay, good. Why do I care? The answer is very simple. It's, it, it, this is an article. It says why BlackRock or State Street or Vanguard will be your kid's landlord. Folks, they are two of the three biggest asset fund managers. In the third, State Street is owned by BlackRock, whose largest shareholder is Vanguard. So it's really BlackRock and Vanguard are the two big holders in this field. And you go, okay, great. Still, what does that have to do with real estate? Understand institutional investors may control 40% of U.S. single family rental homes by 2030. Oh, wait a second. They're buying rental properties? So these large hedge funds are buying rental properties, and yet they're convincing people that it's better to buy than rent. 
And then they have Realtor.com write a total misleading article, leaving out four massively important factors. So we have the largest hedge funds in the world who control what the media, both print, online, and social media is reporting about real estate. And they also happen to be the largest buyers of single family homes. So does it make sense now why they're talking like that? Let's take and break this down now and give you the real numbers, okay? So let's assume a $400,000 purchase price. As I record this, median price in the United States is $410,200. So work with me and do $400,000, okay? We put $20,000 down, 5%. Your monthly P&I payment is $26,57. The value at 4% appreciation in 30 years is $1,297,359,000. Let's do it that way. What everybody teaches you is the homeowner makes $897,359 in profit then, right? They, they paid four hundred, dollars and it's worth $1.3 million. So real estate agents are out there teaching people, oh no, you make almost $900,000 profit on this in 30 years. And when you tell them that, you're lying to them because that's not what they make. So again, let's take that $400,000 purchase price. It's worth $1.297 million at the end of 30 years. Folks, on that interest rate, right? On the interest that they'd be paying right now, they pay a total of $500,525 in interest, okay? On their mortgage. Now the home costs 400,000, so they have to pay that back, which means the real cost of this home is $976,525. That changes the math, doesn't it? Like how could you actually look at the, the net profit of a home and not factor in the interest that somebody were, were paying on it? And if you look at this, a $400,000 house, they actually paid $576,000 in profit. That's about a, what, 130, 140% interest rate in real terms. So when we're educating the consumer, we have to explain this to, to them and understand how this really works because the real profit number on this home would be 320834 not $897,000. That's just the reality of it is, folks, and that's the honest-to-God's truth. But remember, we also got to take an estimate. They pay taxes, insurance, homeowners, maintenance. And you'll notice it's a large number. I did $187,000. What I did is I factored in. They've spent $100,000 over the course of that 30 years upgrading and improving the home. Most people do it, so you got to factor it in. And when I give numbers to people, I always want to be as conservative as possible. So I show them, hey, it's $187,000. Take that away from $320,834. That means the net profit on that property was $153,834. Folks, that's still a 7.14% annual return. And well, Vanguard, BlackRock, and State Street all tell you, oh, if you can make 4 or 5% a year in return on your money, you're doing great. I'm making 7.14% even when I factor all that in. But this is where becoming a real estate asset advisor becomes a big deal. So let's say that we, we've still got our $400,000 house at the end of 30 years. It's worth $1.297 million. And instead of paying $576,525 in interest on the loan, we structure their mortgage differently so that they only pay $264,512 in interest, which means they save $312,013 in interest. Now, folks, what's very important to understand, that money's going to one of two places. It either goes to the borrower or the bank. Every real estate agent and lender does. They have the money go to the bank. So we've got to take a look at this and go, well, the cost of the home was still 400000 
but now I only paid $264,512 in interest, which means the new total cost of my home is only $664,512, right? Which means my gross profit, gross, was $632,847. And I still had the $187,000 in taxes and insurance and maintenance and all that. Which means my net profit now went from 153,834 all the way up to 419,013 dollars. Now, with the money that I saved them in interest, we simply started putting it in, a, in an investment account at five percent. So once they paid the house off, we took that money and just started investing it at five percent, which means they have 957,897 dollars in cash in an investment account with the same amount of money that every realtor listening to this podcast or watching this video had their clients spend. I put $957,897 in their pocket. So now their total net profit from working with me, the 320, or I'm sorry, the 632, is $1,376,910. Because they work with me and help me or let me help them restructure their mortgage. Now, the other thing that they didn't factor in when they looked at this, folks, is the average person on this loan would have saved three hundred and fifty-six thousand in income taxes. So take the nine fifty-seven eight ninety-seven plus the three fifty-six that they saved in taxes, and that's one million three hundred and seventy-six thousand dollars and nine nine hundred and ten cents. But remember, they still own the asset that's worth $1.9297 million. They've got more than $2.5 million in cash and equity simply because we restructured their loan and we explained to them how this worked over the period of time. So that's how that works. Now, let's take those numbers and just give you the breakdown of it. And it ends up at $2,674,000. In equity and net profit, that's an average annual return of 17.94%. I doubled their original investment seven times over. So now I've got Realtor.com and all these outfits, the CNBCs and everybody else saying, no, no, it's better to rent than own. This homeowner, even if they didn't follow what I told them to do, is still $320,000 ahead of the game, right? And they own a house that's free and clear at $1.297 million. So how anybody in good faith or good conscience could say that it's better to rent than own is simply just deceitful. There's another agenda there. But now as a real estate asset advisor, we understand how mortgages and interest affect rate of return and the yield on their property. And making that money go to work for the family instead of the bank these people would be 2674200 ahead of the game. That's a big difference in why they work with me instead of why they would work with you, right? Because if you had a client that you sat down and sat down with and showed them, yes, you pay 400, but don't worry, it goes up 4% a year, it's worth 1.279 million. That means you made an $879,000 profit on it. And then I come in, they come in and meet with me. And then I show them the real math. Who are they going to look at as the expert now? And that's how we differentiate the whole real estate asset advisor program. Listen, we're not just real estate agents. We manage and, and we advise you on how to best 
maximize the return on your asset, which is your real estate. And even though the loan is a liability, it is a, a point of leverage. And so if we can reduce that amount down from 597000 to 264000 in interest, I, I think we can agree that's 312000 the family can put to work for themselves. This is why I believe that it was so critical that I create the Real Estate Asset Advisor and start working with more and more realtors so that I could teach them this kind of information so they could go out into the marketplace and provide massive value for people, right? So one of the things is, hey, we want to maximize the benefit that people get from working with us. This is what I mean by maximizing the benefit in the outcome. We made this family wealthy and every other real estate agent, hey, if, if the net was 312,000, that's still a good day. But I think we could agree 2.67 million is a lot better, isn't it? And so I wanted to take and do this because I want you to understand the math. And again, if you're listening to this on the podcast, you're going to want to jump over to, to YouTube and, and look up the Real Estate Asset Advisor Group. And I'll post the video up there in a couple of days and see how the math really works. And then folks, the best I can tell you is jump on those Elevate Business Briefings each week or schedule a call with me. And let's talk about how we add value to your business, all focused on listings and referrals. If you actually sat down with a family and showed them how we could do this for them, can we agree they're going to go out and refer a lot more business to you? I think we can agree, right? And so at the end of the day, that's what the whole goal of the Real Estate Asset Advisor Program is to put our agents to become top of mind as the agents that help their clients make money, not just sell them a home, make money from the home. So I thought it was important that we go through those two details today. Number one, why people are hanging on to that 3% interest rate. And you could see in that example, they were far better off long-term getting rid of the 3% interest rate, going with a higher rate, and then understanding the importance of being able to explain what a home really costs people, and then just be open and honest with them and show them how it works. And so that was my goal in today's podcast. And I hope that helps you out a lot, starts getting you to think differently and start to attack the, the listings from being able to take and educate clients about how we can help them build wealth from their real estate. And as always, folks, I'm looking to expand our real estate group across the country. So if you're an agent and you're listening to this and you're interested in growing your business and turning it into a, a listing and referral-based business, then reach out and schedule a call with me, right? If you go to ifyoulistyoulast.com, you can download the book, but you can also schedule a call with me. And let's talk about what you're doing in your business and how we could make changes and tweaks to it to become a far better real estate agent and quite honestly, make a lot more money and provide value and wealth for your own family. So that's it. Let's wrap this up. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Have an amazing new year and we'll talk to you in 2024.